Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And we've started recording. I'm going to do the intro. Ready? Oh, we're ready. I'm always ready. Of course. Okay, good. I'm ready for a tie intro. Martin, Martin, can you can you talk a little bit more? I just want to make sure that you're you're in it. Hello. My yes, name is Martin. Okay. Hello, Martin. We're Hello, on Martin. episode. <laughs> Welcome to episode 46, Talking Hockey Podcast. Ty Martin and Eric is back. We've missed him for the past what two or three weeks now. But yeah, uh, you know, he's weeks. back. He's back. We're doing a late night recording. Uh, Luke's a boomer, so he goes to bed. And by late night, I mean it's about nine o'clock, nine thirty. And uh, he's a boomer, and he turns off his computer at nine thirty and goes to bed. Is is that true? Because I feel like I always see him messaging in the group until like twelve or one or two in no, the morning. No, it's legit. Like during the week, at least. Uh, I know that uh, since the new year, I think he's, he's turned off his computer at like nine thirty. He says. Uh, uh, Electronic, like how your mom used to say when you were a kid, devices off at whatever seven <laughs> yeah. o'clock, or anybody, except he's doing it to himself. Oh, that's cute. I I admire that in a way. I wish yeah. I could do that. I wish I could do that. I'm literally on my device until I fall asleep, and then <laughs> as I'm trying to fall asleep, I'm like listening to YouTube videos. Yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. <laughs> like <laughs> like I can't sleep without turning on a YouTube video to go to. To fall asleep too. I wonder what's going to like yeah. the dumbest videos. I'm really interested to see what happens to people's eyes and like eye issues in the future with like the blue light issues and stuff. Like, yeah, half of us are going to be blind by the time <laughs> we're like 65. <laughs> Honestly. Buy those blue light glasses, right? Dude, I have three screens in front of me and this gigantic lamp right here. All going all day. It doesn't turn off until eleven o'clock at night from eight in the morning. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like bad. eleven or eleven thirty. It's so bad. I'm gonna be blind in like two years. And I feel like <laughs> even younger people than us, like just grew up. Yeah. Fully in smartphone time. Yeah. They're gonna be. Yeah, my screen usage wasn't so bad until like probably. Like 15, 14 years old yeah. or something like that. I think I got my first BlackBerry at, in grade nine. And then that's when it started to get. But even then, the BlackBerry screens were like, you know. And you couldn't do anything on them. Side. Yeah, you couldn't do much. Like you, you're you, playing you, that. Uh, little brick breaker. <laughs> brick, exactly. Yeah, you're playing <laughs> brick breaker. Brick breaker legend, top 100 in the world at one point, I just want to add. But uh, anyways, not the point. I feel like that just means. You had too much time in your hand. 
Oh, I had wait. Okay, so the situation was, I was in. So when we we moved to India for two years in grade nine and ten, and our bus ride to school every day was like an hour to an hour and a half, because and it wasn't even far. It was just traffic in India is like you don't move half. Yeah, time. I was just talking to so just someone that was saying that. Yeah, it's literally um, it's so bad. So you're just I was just sitting on my BlackBerry playing Brick Breaker for those like two or three hours on a bus every single day. And then yeah. And then you get pretty good at it. All the traffic from the rickshaws and the Dude. And Man, the I actually I miss the rickshaws. The rickshaws were actually pretty fun because you just like we're like fourteen years old and then we're just hopping into random people's rickshaws and like driving downtown and <laughs> Not going to talk about more of what we did because many much of it was illegal. <laughs> Can't have that recorded. Even in India, uh, it was probably still illegal in India. They just didn't enforce it. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, they're they're not very good with underage drinking there. That's all I'll say. Not that I did that. Um, okay, so to, to the hockey part of this uh, this week, we got our roasts out of the way. Hopefully, uh, we had some. The NHL season started la- officially for a week now, and I think that we're just going to kind of talk about that. Yeah, we could just a little shoot bit. the shit. Uh, shoot yeah. the shit. Yeah, like I said I like this it. is a late night mail it in episode. You know, I'm ready for bed. Hey, as there's well. no such thing as mail it in episodes on the Talking Hockey Podcast, <laughs> even though they're technically there, but no. But I think uh, we should start with talking about the Capitals. So I feel like all of us heard the news, right? So yeah, Ovechkin, like- Kuznetsov, Orlov, and Samsonov. So literally all, all the Russians on the Capitals. The KGB, the KGB's attack. <laughs> have been added to the COVID protocol list because uh, I guess they were all hanging out in a hotel room together, it seems. And Ovechkin released an apology saying, hey... Should we shouldn't have done that? Won't happen again, type thing. Um, I guess I don't know. Well, uh, it's <laughs> it's interesting because I feel like a lot of people teams are gonna have to go through this. Like, what are the odds that teammates don't hang out outside of like the locker room and stuff like that? It must like, be. Yeah, it must be. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like I think a lot of team. This is gonna happen to so many teams. Like yeah. we already see the Dallas Stars aren't playing right now. I think Carolina isn't playing right now. Carolina, yeah, they had which their other games which other home. teams as well. Uh, I think it's just those three, but I know that Winnipeg had to cancel a couple of practices early on in this season. Yeah. They played a game and then they canceled. Pra- and Nikolai Ehlers, I think, had to go into protocol Blake for a Coleman's couple of days. out. He's on my fantasy team. That's pissing me off. <laughs> so like, and I, oh, I've lost both my Carolina goalies, which are two out of my three goalies. Lost Blake <laughs> Coleman. I lost Sebastian Aho, I think, too. And it's for a while, too. Yeah, yeah it's not, it's great. not great. This year for fantasy is going to be such a disaster. Like, I'm actually mad I even bothered putting money down for this season. Yeah, it's pretty Why? It's just entirely just freaking – Like, I lost my last week. Like, me and Martin were talking about this. We lost our fantasy – me and Martin both lost our fantasy weeks last week. But it was because we played ten less games than the other opponent. But like, so there's forty. So my opponent had forty games played with all across all of his players had forty games played. I had thirty. I feel like How that's the hell am I- also just a weird. Our league did it different because my other league. Yeah, it should have been two weeks. Yeah, it was a week. It and a, yeah, most of two weeks for the first week. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It should have been, for sure. But regardless... So we kind of got screwed there. Because the guy I played, yeah. he just his guys just lit it up in one or two games. My guys did well, just not as well. <laughs> I, I was behind... I was behind immediately from the first night because yes. the, my opponent had like I think ten players playing or yes. something or eleven and I had like one or two. Same. And then from there then on it was just done. <laughs> the series was over. I took a couple of goaltending categories because my goaltending is sick, but other than that, just destroyed. Real quick, trade hmm? Pulak for Quemper. Oh, <laughs> you were messaging me about this. <laughs> um, man, I don't know that. Do you are you sure you want to run a uh, what is it, Talbot and Leonard yes. duo? That seems okay. That seems okay, but I've noticed Leonard's getting only half the starts right now. Yeah, that's that is annoying. They need to fuck off with that. That's really annoying. But I also yeah, feel I like they're doing Flurry's that to starts. up Flurry's trade value. Like Leonard's the guy. He's very clearly the guy. Yeah, I think that with with any team, really, you're going to be seeing this. Like Vegas, no matter which goalie they throw out there, they're going to win most of their games in that. That like they're in kind of a shitty division, right? They can just run them, run amok against L.A. and Anaheim and San Jose. Doesn't matter who's in net. And I think that teams are learning to rest your goalies, and it's always important to have two good goalies, especially in such a condensed season. Yeah, that's going to be annoying. That's gonna be really yeah. annoying for me because I have I have Leonard in my league too, and I'm just like looking at this like I have three timeshare goalies essentially because I have Marazic, Reimer, and Leonard, all of them just <laughs> playing half their team's games, which is unfortunate. Yeah, I'm doing it. You're not gonna see. You're doing it. Pollock's mm-hmm. good. Pollock's good though. You know, you got that top power play. Mm-hmm. You got hits. You got blocks. Mm-hmm. He, he shoots a lot. He should score, you know, maybe 10 goals this year. Yeah, I, th- I think yeah, he's so a good trade. If anybody is looking to trade Ryan Pollock in their fantasy leagues, this is the advice that you're getting from our new Eric. Do there it. There you go. He is a very trigger. specific situation, but we've got it. In other gigantic uh, NHL news, Julius Honka was placed on waivers today. So he's the stats guy's favorite player. <laughs> he is a stat. He is the like stats boy's favorite kind of player. He not favorite player, but like guy that's never gotten a chance that probably should have just the stars never really liked him or trusted him or used him. And now he's on waivers. I don't think he's been picked up yet as of now. I don't know even, if he will be. Is he even over from Finland yet? Good question. I don't know, but I don't think he'll get picked up regardless. I don't think there's much because even team, even the teams that are more like analytically inclined already have defenses deep enough where they don't need Honka. Right? The guy's fucked. He's, he's like now team, he was drafted in what? Like Ottawa should pick him up. Yeah, I mean he's probably better than a couple of their defensemen. Exactly. But they, they brought in those defensemen because whatever reason, because toughness or leadership or whatever nonsense they decided to go get freaking good Branson for. But uh, they're clearly going to play them still. Like, I don't think they brought in those guys and paid them that much money to not play. Like he's it's a, the Ottawa sense. He's a high-round, first-round first draft pick. 
He's but he's now what twenty five years old. Yeah, yeah, he's like six or seven years out of the draft now. It doesn't really matter what was it twenty fourteen? I think it's twenty fourteen, right? Twenty fifteen, maybe. Twenty fourteen. I'm on a bet, but oh yeah, maybe twenty fifteen. Yeah, it's twenty fourteen. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I knew it. Yeah, that's a William Nylander, like with the William Nylander. He draft turns is how I remember twenty six at the end of this year. I feel like that's some crazy some defense put. It, put it together late. I don't know. But he's now he sat out, dude. He sat out last year entirely. He was sitting out waiting for a contract and they didn't sign him. Mm-hmm. Nobody offered him. Nobody offered a trade for him. So he sat out kind of like Pulley Arvey. And this year he hasn't played again. And it's a shortened and you know it's a shortened season. If he has to come in quarantine for two weeks, you know yeah, you're, you're kind of, if you if you missed like that much, it's gonna be hard to get back in the rhythm of things against guys that are like Oh, his, thick of it. his career was fucked, right? It, it was absolutely fucked. And, he, you know, the, the guys, they kept him in the press box. They refused to waive him. And then when they do, when he, when he sits out for a year, well, you know, he plays in, maybe I think he played in Finland last year, but, you know, that's still not a top league to develop your game, right? He never got the chance in Dallas and he was, the team was too afraid to trade him to the point where he gets, he has no value and his career is kind of ruined, right? Yeah, that's a very good, perfect situation of a guy that just got screwed by the team and more than, like, you don't want to say, like, he wasn't at fault at all. I'm sure part of it is, but that's kind of, I view that much more of a team thing where... Like, he was given chances to play. What, but like, how much, though? Like, I think he's played, like, maybe 20 games in his career in the NHL, I'd say. He has 87. 87. So, like... And how much in the... AHL. Yeah, what did, he done but in the that AHL? split over what, like three or four seasons? Three. Like that's not they gave him like a big run for a season. Well, they gave him forty-two in, in like, one year. Forty-two games. Okay. What year was that? Uh, three years ago now. Okay. So, so that like, was the first year where they couldn't waive him, right? There's or guys that get way more chances than that. There's guys that shouldn't be in the NHL right now that are, but that keep getting contracts. <laughs> like this guy. There's no reason why he shouldn't have a contract right now, even during COVID. And there's no reason why he shouldn't be in the NHL, I think. But that's just... Nobody's going to take a chance on a guy like him because I don't think his skill level is elite enough to put him in a top pairing or top four role. And I don't think they teams want him on a bottom pairing role because he's not he doesn't bring that leadership, toughness, whatever NHL GM kind of value. You need it. Like, I don't think that he can step in and, like, if you're looking for a bottom pairing defenseman, generally they're your penalty killing guys, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Hawk he's also small. Yeah, I don't think that you would say that. Yeah. He, he's only 5'11. Yeah, he's not a penalty killer at all. So. He had a lot going against him. Team fucked him. It kind of like the Leafs when they had Frank Corrado and then Mike Babcock just kept him in the press box because they didn't want to wave him. And now he's out of the league. Right. Yeah. yeah, these I mean, guys. He wasn't as high end of talent. We were just if talking about like this. What? We were just. I just brought this up like last week, thinking about like William that Carlson. Water. Like if William Carlson never got picked up in the what's it called expansion draft. Expansion draft. The expansion draft. Would he have yeah. ever gotten a chance? Maybe not. I'm telling you, man. You could easily add four more teams. Or sorry, Seattle, and then two more teams into the league and not have any dilution in talent for the NHL. 
You're probably there not. are so many guys that just don't get any chances and that don't turn out because they don't get those chances. Like, you could easily add, like, I hate when people are like, oh, don't add more teams. The NHL talent's going to get diluted. Like, shut the fuck <laughs> up. And now we'll be back after a word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And now we'll get back into the show. Like, there's so much talent. And there's that some just really deep teams that could lose some guys yeah, and still be exactly. really elite. Tampa could lose two, three good guys that could be in top sixes mm-hmm. and still be a good mm-hmm. team. They and, have guys that can come up. Like yeah, like and just the Leafs right now have like three or four forwards in the taxi squad that should be on half the NHL teams in the league, probably. And what like, this there's, this year is really going to do is show how competitive even the bottom teams are when they're consistently playing yes. the team that may be astronomically better, like Ottawa, Toronto. Ottawa, I mean, we always see it like. <laughs> Teams that aren't even 500, like 500 teams make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like there is not that big of a difference between a playoff team and bottom of bottom 10 team or bottom five team. Mm-hmm. The differences are very like, and which is why you always see every year there's a surprise team or two surprise teams because a goalie does a little bit better and the team shoots a little bit better or worse. Yeah. Like it just always happens. Like you could add Seattle, you could add. Houston, you can add another team in Toronto or Quebec City, wherever you want. And the NHL would be better, have more money, more revenue, probably increase a couple fans, and the teams wouldn't get any worse. But they, but that would be a huge – that would be the biggest league then because I think NFL is the biggest right now with 32 teams. Yeah. I mean, the NHL, I think, that would... I think that's the way the NHL has to go because – you're not going to have any you're, – you, you've already committed to the fact that you're never going to have teams that are bigger than the NBA and NFL teams. Like other than the top like three to five teams in the league, um, you're, you're going for smaller market teams that just do well because of stadium revenue, do decent profits, and kind of succeed in local areas, right? Like you're – like the Minnesota Wild aren't very popular outside of Minnesota – most teams, other than the Leafs, Habs, Rangers, Boston, maybe a couple other teams, aren't very popular outside their own region. So just expand. Why not? How big is the MLS? If, if all the revenue is going to come from the local base anyways, why don't you just add four teams, four more teams? Because all that revenue isn't going to come from TV rights and stuff like that that get diluted based on the fans. It's going to come from in-stadium revenue and stuff like that, and that's where the growth is going to come. The wow. the expansion fees though like go straight to the like I see why the NHL yeah. would maybe want to do that because all the all those expansion dollars go right to the owners. Yeah, and right? the owners don't even get like their franchise value doesn't even get diluted because you see uh, Vegas entering the NHL doesn't dilute the other owners. It actually probably helps them out a bit because it adds a new audience, more TV revenue for everyone together. Vegas is a top fifteen revenue generating team, I believe. 
Seattle and they got five hundred million dollars to and they, to yeah, and the they get, all of them get tossed like twenty million dollars each, basically, right? Or whatever, fifteen million dollars, I think it is. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. It whatever, was. I think it was fifteen million dollars each. So you just get a fifteen million dollar check, and then the Seattle draft, you get a twenty million dollar check. I think it is. I think they paid six hundred million dollars, and then the next team's gonna have to pay like fifty million dollars more than actually now after the pandemic, it probably wouldn't be. Probably be the same, I'd assume that Seattle paid, or at least similar. But you could add two more teams. Add Houston, add another team in Toronto, add another team in Quebec City. Um, What else? Maybe another team in Vancouver, maybe another team in... That would um, be three teams in that, that Pacific Northwest. I mean, two Vancouver and one Seattle. Why not? I mean, if you're going to get... If, if, if 50% of your revenue is going to come from in-stadium... Stuff and like ticket sales, merchandise, um, parking for the Ottawa Senators was probably like twenty percent of the. It's so funny. So like every half the games we went to in Ottawa were free, but we always had to pay like twenty dollars in parking, <laughs> and everyone has to drive there. So it's like you don't actually get a free game because you have to just pay them parking anyways. But anyways, uh, all the in stadium revenue and stuff. That's where all the revenue comes from. Might as well just attack those local markets, and then the rest of the money comes from whatever TV deals come from around the around if, like, the area. If Toronto got a second team, though, I know I know that this is a very disorganized episode. We're just kind of talking about whatever. <laughs> yeah. But if Toronto got a second team, I still would be a Leafs. I don't know how I could cheer for that other team. But the thing is, like, how many people in the GTA are? Leafs fan, or not even the GTA. Let's say say the Golden Horseshoe area. I don't think the majority are hardcore Leafs fans. You're a hardcore. I think they're disenfranchised at this point too. Like the less hardcore ones, yeah, could easily switch. And and the thing is, you don't need dedicated fans to own a hockey team. You need people that are going to show up. Mm -hmm. And if there's one thing you know about Canadians, is that they'll show up. Especially if it's cheaper. To go especially first. if it's cheaper and especially if you can even get tickets. Like people from there Toronto drive to fucking Ottawa. Exactly. <laughs> or they drive to Buffalo. Yeah. People drive to freaking Buffalo. People drive I know people that drive to Pittsburgh for games. Yeah. Because it's literally cheaper to drive yeah. to Pittsburgh, rent a hotel, go to the game, go drive back home than it is to actually get tickets and Imagine you had so, like a team in Hamilton area or something. Yeah, I well. would go to a bunch of games if if the cheap tickets were cheaper. I, I I wouldn't even have to be a fan of them. I would just go because, like, okay, they're playing Tampa. I want to see Tampa play. I don't get to see Tampa play the Leafs because those tickets are freaking $300 for anything good mm-hmm. or $400, $500, whatever the hell it is, right? Like, that's that's how you – that's how I would grow the game anyways. Although you wouldn't get permission probably from the Toronto – Toronto ownership to put a team in within like 80 kilometers or whatever. There's certain, there's a certain rule in the NHL about doing that. How far away is Hamilton? Anyways, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure it's within the uh, 80 kilometer uh, rule, radius. Whatever, radius, yeah. Mm. yeah. Of like the outer limit of Toronto or something like that, whatever it is. Uh, but yeah. But anyways, moving on from this. Uh, Elliot Friedman News says... Teams that we haven't thought about, like Tampa Bay and Colorado, may have sniffed around on the Pierre-Luc Dubois situation. What? How do we? That feel? guy. 
Okay. I don't know if anyone's watched any Columbus games. I know that he ended up scoring against Detroit, but uh, like he was, I think he was benched for, for a long period of time in that, uh, the recent game, the, the, the one they played at like 12 in the afternoon against Detroit. Uh, I think it was Monday or Tuesday. I think he was benched in that game and he played like 30 seconds in the third period. And uh, he just was kind of skating around, not looking like he wanted to be there. Like he visibly was not. Yeah. I feel like I it must be really uncomfortable out there. in that room. Yeah. It, it would be super uncomfortable to like, you have your whole team know you want to leave. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine that's a very good atmosphere. Especially considering it's, it's like, one of the biggest rumors yeah. why he wants to leave is he wants a bigger market. Like, yeah. Eek. <laughs> and I, and I bet that's like part of the issue, but I bet it's more than just that. Oh, like, I feel sure. like it's never just for a sure. market. It's There's probably something. like he doesn't like Columbus as a city. He probably doesn't like the coach that much. I can't imagine it's very fun and exciting to be a player on your Tortorella. Like- Seth Jones. Yeah, he I might not even I, like the, didn't I say yeah. that theory? <laughs> yeah, yes, that you did. <laughs> he doesn't like all these uh, Q QAnon and the <laughs> the Trump guys on the which team. is Total fair. Deniers. Like honestly, it's probably difficult to deal with them tweeting yeah, if, the stuff if, they do if, and shit like that. Yeah, if you're like dealing with like really stupid, like I all of us have played some type of sports before when you have like a teammate and you're just like this guy's a fucking idiot (laughs) you're like i don't want to pass it like it's just like and even if you're a professional it's still like you still have those feelings you can't just ignore it they don't just go away just because you're a professional they're still there you might manage them better but, uh, no matter which team you go to i'm sure there are these there are some nuts out there uh, but but i but these guys are like outspoken. Like Seth Jones, you can see easily his his viewpoints in the world, and Nathan yeah. Gerby and Wierenski now, and Max Domi is a well, at least he was a big Trump guy back in the day. I think he isn't anymore. I think he he's, isn't. Yeah, think, I think he's uh, changed his mind on I'm that. I'm not sure. I mean, I feel like many have already. At least many like more mainstream people. It's more the extremes now that. I like that tweet you sent yeah. us, or the. Tweet of pictures of tweets. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, anyways, we shouldn't get into that because that, then that's a whole other fucking thirty-minute conversation about. Anyway, not the point. Anyways, I feel like if Colorado or Tampa end up getting Pierre Luc Dubois somehow, I would. I'd be mad. <laughs> no, that's mental. I think that they. I think I only see him really getting to it going on a Canadian team like I know he doesn't have much of a say on who he gets traded to but I think that his number one choice is Montreal yeah Uh, it probably is and I feel like Montreal should easily be able to make a deal like if I'm Montreal everything's on the table Romanov Kokniemi uh Deneau okay so uh, here's what I would ask at this point like would you trade Suzuki for him no actually maybe not I'm still I'm still kind of torn on that because here's the thing. Suzuki is not purely Dubois at the moment. He's not. No. Dubois is like one year older, but he's more than a, like, the difference between the two, like, Dubois has been doing it for longer. He's been better for longer. But, like, I have seen, you know, if, if you asked me this last year, I'd be no question, give me Dubois. But now I'm, like, looking at Suzuki a little bit this year going, oh, man, there's a... There's a there's a little bit more to him than than it looked like last year. Obviously, he was a rookie, 
but we're definitely seeing a little bit more this year from him. Whoever and he actually wants to be there. Yeah. Whoever on Twitter does that thing where they show the best lines in the league, the line combinations, I think Suzuki's line is like the second best yeah. or third best line in the league so far to start it off. Yeah, I'm going to check that out while you talk. We're very early was, uh, on. Very early yeah, on. Very early on. I mean, it also had Zaitsev and Shabbat as the best friggin' defensive pairing in the <laughs> NHL, I think. Well, that post there, yeah, just I mean, post I, it. Yeah, I just posted that. Player. Yeah. <laughs> So far, because he's just oh yeah okay. So the Suzuki Druan Anderson line have controlled seventy three point nine percent of the expected goals for, and sixty seven percent of the goals for. But again, it's three games. Like let's relax a little bit. You know what I mean? That is a decent but, line. Montreal has looked like yeah. It's a, it's really a, good. Well, the thing is, like it's finally worked out for Druan where he has Suzuki who he can actually like make passes with like the thing with Juran forever was it's that in Montreal it was literally just whoever he's playing with would just shoot the second they get into the zone and he'd have to drive to the net and try to get a rebound and that's like the opposite of what Juran does he likes to have the puck he likes to play around with it get a lot of puck touches all that kind of stuff make plays and that's not the way Montreal played for the last and now they have years the, the, the other good thing is that they have Anderson, who looks like he can score goals again, he's not scoring on the one goal pace anymore. I think he yeah. has what three goals to start off, four goals, no three goals. Yeah, he's, that was, he's been good so far. That was foreseeable. Like Anderson, I mean, for yeah. sure, he was always going to rebound. He was going to have another one goal season with three points. He was a thirty goal scorer before. Like, why wouldn't he? I'm, I'm not sure about thirty goals, but you know, twenty twenty five. Like that's seems reasonable. People, to me. But anyway, I, people have yeah. been saying like look at that trade now like people that judged it i don't think anyone was judging the trade like i always thought it was a good call for montreal but i was, was judging the contract, the contract. It was a contract. yeah yeah it was the trade plus the contract like i like domi more than i like anderson but i definitely don't like domi and anderson with that contract like that's the that was always the core issue yeah. because Right now it looks fine. In three years, it doesn't look so fine. And Montreal, I Montreal's in a weird place. Are they like they're not rebuilding, but they're also trying to be super competitive? It's weird. I don't know. I don't know. How they've that. looked pretty solid in the games they've played so far. Yeah, I mean, I to think. be fair, they've they lost to Toronto and then beat Edmonton twice. And Edmonton isn't exactly a. a well, I mean, Toronto couldn't beat Edmonton today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that's what I'm saying, like, right? Like, Toronto beat Montreal, Montreal beat Edmonton, Edmonton beat Toronto. <laughs> Is it not just a wash? That's the randomness. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's didn't we have, three, four, five games in. Ty, didn't we have Montreal second? Second, yeah, yeah. I think Montreal's the second best team. But Toronto has kind of been kind of shitty. Yeah, I mean, Toronto they had... hasn't been, they, I don't think they've fully gelled yet. It seems to me like the passes are off. The you know you know who's washed, and I know we said this before, but you know who's really washed is Wayne Simmons. You know who's really, really, really washed, but has was never actually not washed. It's uh, Zach Gabriel. <laughs> okay, dude. It's, it, when... No, no, no. You don't understand. Simmons has not been good, but Bogosian is just a disaster every single time he's on the ice. And you're paying he them that three hundred thousand more. Or Simmons yeah, getting two mil. 
Oh, Simmons getting one point five. Yeah, Simmons getting one point five, which is rough. But Bogosian's Bogosian's getting, one. getting one million, which is also even more rough because he can't make a pass. He can't keep the puck in the zone. He shoots when he does shoot. It's just like it's an irrelevant shot. He, like, what does he do? Well, I don't understand. Like, how does any? I don't understand because I posted a story of, like a couple days ago or whatever about how bad Zach Bogosian's been, and I got like six DMs saying, "Oh no, he hasn't actually been that bad." And I'm just like, "Who are you, you watching? Not, like, watching? <laughs> yeah, what are you watching, man?" Like. He did not in Toronto at what all. What's he just, there for? They, they make all these very quick plays, fast passes in transition, like, and he can't do any of that. But the rest of the team can, which makes him look even worse. Because Brody can make those passes, Riley can make those passes, Muzzin can make those passes, Hall can make those passes. It's literally just Bogosian. I think that, okay, I think that he's there for a role and it's to kill penalties but I'll say the first game against Montreal had, he took like three penalties in that game yeah. so he yeah. can't even kill them that is the problem with and a guy he's like also... Pogosian like he takes penalties what's that? yeah and he takes so penalties not even kill? just because he's super rough and aggressive he takes them because he's also just not a good player <laughs> yeah. gets caught out of position and has to take a penalty because of I it they were like, it always I... happens <laughs> It was like a hook and a hold and a trip, I think, that he took <laughs> oh so far. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. And those aren't, like, penalties you take because you were too rough on a guy. Those are penalties that you take because you were literally caught out of position. You were too slow. You couldn't turn around in time. Whatever the situation was, that's the that's what those penalties are. Like, and oh. he's also there for his defensive uh, blocking shots. But I, I said that the other day. Zach Bogosian in 2021, zero block shots. William Nylander in 2021, one block shot. <laughs> yeah, That's we so got true. the goon Nylander and we got the goon Marner trying to fight Neil Pionk the other night. But, like, that's you know what Zach Bogosian needs to do? He just needs to get into – like, they're, at least they're already carrying seven defensemen. All he needs to do is every single game go and get – Get into a fight. That's all he. That's all I want from him. Just go and fight someone so he's off the ice, <laughs> and then just take whoever. Just try to get any slightly better player than Zach Bogosian off the ice, which is almost everyone. <laughs> and that's all you have to do. And you are a huge net positive to the team. Like that is a huge net positive. So that's all I want from him. That's all I want to see from him from now on. Do you think that but will anyways, happen? That's not- no, it'll never happen. No. Although it looked like Simmons was trending that way before. I was like saying, like, I hope he just gets into a fight every single game at this point, so he's off the ice. <laughs> like, he's, like he's actually bad. I know that everyone on hockey Twitter loves him. He's a great guy, I'm sure, but he hasn't been good for three years now. Yeah, yeah. it's because and he's having a him, this is true. And having him on the power play, like everyone thought, oh, you play him on the power play as a net front guy, but you know, even having him there. He's literally it's a four on four when he's on the power play, right? I know. Like <laughs> Oh god, it's so like he, yeah, even on the power play, like he just doesn't look like he's very effective there. Like I'd much I rather saw... they just stack the first unit, put Tavares or Nylander back at the net front and then let them work their magic from there. And then you have actually skilled guys that can do multiple things instead of Simmons that literally is just good at taking a beating in front of the net. Like, like uh, I, I said I love the guy and that fight against Montreal where where he you know he kind of 
he got me off my on my feet on my couch right when he got in that fight against Ben Sherratt. <laughs> I was I was hyped up. Exactly, that's what we need. We just need him to do that every game, please. Okay, I, and I'll take every game where they're losing. Just every game they lose, just get into a fight with someone. That's all I want. For that's all I want to see from Wayne Simmons for There's, this entire season. These leaps forward lines just I just don't think that they work. Like I I don't like Thornton on. I know Thornton's had a kind of a good start to his seat to the season on with Matthews and Marner, but I just don't think that having Thornton and Marner on the same line makes sense at all. And I think that Zach Hyman needs to move up from the third line. Yeah, and I, I think, think Jimmy V to go down for right. sure. I think yeah. Jimmy V doesn't that's work on that the Leafs line. because uh, we don't want to be called the Leafs podcast, you know. Fix the um, lines, Sheldon, please. <laughs> ben okay, Trigosian, so, essentially, what I'm hearing. Yeah, from the Leafs. Have you heard the Have you heard the rumors about uh, Barkov potentially being available? Or sorry, not pretend, not wanting to resign. I should correct myself. In uh, Florida. Look at how That's they treated Keith Yandel, so why would he want to? What was that? Can someone explain that Keith Yandel okay. situation? Man, so Keith Yandel has Keith Yandel's, uh, well, he's like 35 years old now. Uh, he has an Ironman streak, I think, of however many games it is. I think it's the longest active Ironman streak in the NHL. It's over 800. And they wanted to trade 800 games, yeah. So that's nine seasons, almost 10 seasons of playing yeah. every single game. Right, without missing it for injury Time or seasons, healthy yeah. scratch, whatever it is. So, uh, Florida to, to start training camp, they they want they wanted him to waive his no trade clause, and they wanted him because he has a full no trade clause, yep. and they wanted him to waive it so they could trade him and get rid of his whatever five million dollar cap hit for the next five years. They wanted to try to get out of that deal, and they they threatened to scratch him to start the season if he if he did refuse to waive it. And so everyone was in uproar. I'm sure the players would be because he seems thing. like a good guy. Also, I get that. Yeah, Martin, go. It's also um, new GM trying to take out the old guard. He's trying to move him. Um, and he's very unmovable contract, really. Even though yeah. uh, the thing is he isn't a good player yeah. anymore. What? Like he just like. He the Andal isn't a good player anymore. I mean, he gets forty right? plus points, like every year. Yeah, but that's all. But that's all on the power play with Florida. You know, like he gets his standard twenty something power play points every single year. He's great for fantasy. Like I <laughs> tried to draft him. I've drafted him like twice over the last like four or five years, I think. But he's great for fantasy. But at even strength, he's useless. He's literally like awful defensively. He can make some, you know, simple passes and make plays under pressure, but like just no I, I don't know if it's like an effort thing or a lack of hustle or lack of like whatever it is on the defensive side. He can't really he can't defend at all, which also means that he doesn't get to do offense much either. Like he's not a player, so I get like why I think I think I read a report that the Florida players were literally saying he hasn't been good enough. And if a bunch of players on Florida are saying that, you know he's been bad. <laughs> but it's highly respectable for a guy to, you know, not miss a single game for. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there, there's no doubt he's a hard-working, like, like it takes something. It takes something to do that. Also, for sure. In twelve years, full years in the NHL. 
he has 10 40 plus point season seasons. That's yeah, pretty he's fucking been, impressive. He's, yeah, no, he's definitely been a you know, I think he used to be a lot better on the defensive end and that just that even strength in general before the last like three or four years. But and he's probably to keep that Iron Man streak alive, he's probably played through injuries. He's probably played through a lot of shit that he probably wouldn't have if he didn't have the Iron Man streak going. But that also, I think it also, it's a signifier of his play that he somehow hasn't gotten injured over 800 games. Like, especially for a defenseman. Like, he, you know, blocking shots or defending the net or whatever it is. Like, I feel like that's also kind of a signifier of, hey, like, <laughs> how have you not gotten injured? Like, how are you playing? that prevents you from ever getting injured and missing a single game. But I don't know. Also, I'd like to say, in terms of Spin Chicklet's uh, interviews, he's probably the funniest one I've heard. Like, he was really funny. And he's on all Oh, did you hear the McKinnon interview? McKinnon, come on our podcast. (laughs) He went on Spin Chicklet's. Goddamn. Yeah. I'm mad. I was mad about that. But anyways, he said that uh, Deneau was should be a Selkie winner. Yes, he did. Interesting. He did. Philippe Deneau. That is interesting. Yeah. So Montreal fans were freaking out about that. So <laughs> all day I think today, that I think it was. I think you posted it the other day that that trade for it was Fleischman and Weist of the Blackhawks for Deneau and uh, <laughs> yeah, a second round pick Romanov. that turned into Romanov. <laughs> That's like one of those trades that are just going to be a meme for the next decade. Yes. That is a funny <laughs> trade. That's a uh, Martin. Uh, was it Martin Erat for Philip Forsberg? That was Taylor Hall trade. for Larson type move. Like that's just that was just brutal. Yeah. yeah. I on that um, on that post that I posted for it. Like everyone was mentioning all the bad trades, and then there's all these ones that I forgot about, like the Leafs. Trading the picks for Gibson and uh, I forget who else it was. I think Gibson and Raquel were in the same draft year. So trading those two picks to move up to draft Tyler Biggs. <laughs> draft That's draft like, pick trades are are difficult. Um, just because like would they have drafted that guy anyways? Yeah, I know, I know what you mean, but it's just like when you look back at it like that, like it's just mm-hmm. oof. yes. Then there's there's like the Tuka Rask trade. No, there's a bunch of them. Yes. Tyler Sagan trade for uh, what's it? Louis Erickson. Some other things that are basically useless. I think I don't think Boston has anything else from the Tyler Sagan trade anymore. Uh, yeah. Ty might know differently though, because he always. Uh, uh, I don't think so. No, they got like Colin Miller and Riley Smith, and I think they. Ended up yeah. So the, all those guys are gone. Yeah. Um, okay. So one thing I wanted to talk about, cause I know, I don't know if you guys talked about this stuff last week, but have you guys talked about Stutzla at all yet? Uh, not really. Arden, he, he kind of looks, looked, he like, he scored a sick goal that midair one timer. That was pretty cool. As his first NHL goal. But other than that, I think he kind of, he looked like he could like, he, he could get away with really things. There yet. Yeah, he he looks like he he was trying to do things he could do in the lower leagues. Yeah, he tried he it in like, the NHL. And yeah, it looked like he thought he had a lot more space in Europe with the bigger ranks and more time, and then he tries it in the NHL and just gets the puck stripped from him a lot. 
So it's it seems. Yeah. I think in a normal year, it would be potentially bad to be playing him in the NHL. But the only other option right now would be to pl- be playing him in the DEL, or the, yeah, the Dell, yeah. Um, yeah. Which isn't a great option because, like, he's probably learned as much as he can from that league. It's now to learn. To- I mean, but has he learned everything he could from that league? I mean, he did really good, but I don't think he was like. That league's dominating. way below, like where it needs to be That's- to improve him. Like he could be, he should be playing in the AHL, real realistically, but he can't. Yeah. Because there's no Wait, AHL right now. That starts. Yeah. But I mean, in February there will be, yes. right? So maybe, maybe now he's in the NHL and then they send him down. Like, I feel I'm like just, it's not I'm... bad that he's playing in the NHL because I feel like it's better to be playing than yes, not playing. Exactly. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, I agree with that. And I don't know, I feel like... so I feel like they're not like hating on him too hard, like. Yeah. No, for sure. No, like they're gonna give him. The thing is with him, at least he'll get opportunities because they know they aren't gonna be competitive. Mm-hmm. You'd hope. What do you, what do you think of DJ Smith's coaching uh, decisions last night when they blew the lead against Winnipeg? I honestly did not watch the game, so no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Very <laughs> good fan. What did he do? I don't, I don't even know. know. I, I only watched. He, like, he was just. He was doing the Mike Babcock special of of trying to play to not lose rather than trying uh, to play to win. Yeah, like classic. in the three on three overtime, he had Artem Anisimov and out there with. I mean, to be fair, he doesn't have much else to put out there at three on three. Yeah, what do you want him to play out there, Ty? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, like you have these slow ass veterans out there. Don't belong on three on three ice. That's I mean, all yeah, I'm he should saying. be just giving all the time possible to. I don't. Th- I think Stutzler was injured for that game, but he should have been giving it probably lots of time to like Josh Norris and uh, Batherson and Kachuk, Drake Batherson and all the yeah. Batherson's been actually. I think you know, people keep talking about Stutzler, but Batherson seems to be the one that's doing the best so far. Uh, I don't. I don't know about anyone else. What anyone else thinks about that, but. To me, Batherson has looked like the uh, the best rookie so far on the team. That's good. But he, I like that like, guy a lot. He's been playing with like uh, I think Ch- Ch- uh, Chuck and Josh Norris. Nor- so, like he's yeah. got a little bit better line mates than Stutzla. With actually, no, Stutzla's been playing with like Dadnov and stuff. So like Stutzla has a good line mates too. Uh, I scratch that. Have you watched any of the games, Martin? Uh, the the Leafs ones. Oh, so you haven't been watching your own yeah. Ottawa Senators? No, like I the see. Leafs, you watched, you were watching game. the Leafs games, yeah, yeah. You were watching the Leafs game, yeah. I yeah, know. he was watching the Leafs game, yeah. <laughs> um, so they've only played three games, and two of them were against yeah. Toronto, and I wasn't around last night to watch hockey. Where were, oh, you, what were you doing? Where were you, Martin? Uh, <laughs> you know, there's a provincial-wide lockdown. Have you not heard of that? Stay at home order, Martin. <laughs> We're in a state of – it's not even a lockdown anymore. We're in a state of emergency. Yeah, I was going to say Kingston has like 13 or 14 active cases, so I think I'm okay. No. False. <laughs> yeah, we have we have like 20,000 active cases here in Toronto. <laughs> Get on our level. 
Yeah, I think I think all of Ontario had like twenty eight hundred today or something like that, and Toronto had like nine hundred or a thousand. Right. Yeah, Man, but also I'm, I'm very confused. Where are these cases coming from? I don't know anyone that oh, <laughs> like, with a, with a big the so there's there's I, I talking coronavirus. <laughs> um, so the the reason why there was the huge huge jump in Ontario that like in early January like the first couple of weeks of January is because Christmas. generally speaking, yeah, around, yeah, exactly. Christmas, Christmas gatherings. So when you get your test or when you get the coronavirus symptoms, it takes at least, I think it's like seven days, seven to 14 days or however long it is. Right. And so that's why two weeks after Christmas and up until two weeks after new year's when everyone was gathering for the holidays, that's why there was that huge spike because that was the time period when everyone was getting coronavirus symptoms uh, after their new year's parties and christmas gatherings and whatnot yeah that makes so sense hopefully we'll see it go down a little bit but the other big spread is at workplaces um yeah. so your factories like i think there was a news story today that canada post and the the big warehouse in the gta has a hundred and over 120 cases active cases right now so when you get your mail wipe it down <laughs> um i've not been doing that just so. just don't touch it for a bit yeah uh well i haven't been doing that either <laughs> this humidifier right here was <laughs> actually no but this is uh was it might have been i don't know i think it was amazon regardless so like amazon had i think at one point had like 400 cases in their warehouse you know oh, people I, working I in close proximity to each other it's it's really bad yeah um, they're not very worried about spread via like touching stuff. Like it's it's very minimal. Chance. Yeah, it's it's breathing it in. It's That's mostly breathing issue. or like through eyes. I thought you were gonna say. I thought what you were going with it was completely different. I thought you were about to say, yeah, they don't really care about giving it like to poor people. <laughs> <laughs> Which they I don't. mean, that's it's what it seems honest. like. It, that, it's that's what it seems honest. like. They don't. They're just like, you know, the essential workers, quote unquote, uh, sucks for them. They have to get Corona and all the people that can work from home that make more money, typically speaking, <laughs> can just not get it. Basically, that's what they've, what it's come down to, which is in, unfortunate. <laughs> Anyway, I, I, feel I like, think uh, uh, we can call it here. The NBA is almost trying to go for like herd immunity among among their players. So many NBA players get coronavirus every week. Like, but it, the thing is with coronavirus, man, like you get you can get it again after three months. I think once you fight it off, it, it your immunity only lasts about three months. Allegedly, I think it's what allegedly, allegedly is what they're saying. They don't really. They don't really, they don't really know, or fully understand that. Yeah. And even when we get vaccinated, we might have to do it. Like it might be kind of like the flu shot. Oh, right? probably will. Might, yeah, you have to get it every, however long. I mean, every year. Yeah, I man, it makes me so mad that like I I have friends that live in Australia and New Zealand. I have a couple. I have like three or four friends from there, and it's so <laughs> it's so shitty watching them just chilling and living life yeah. <laughs> and then, like i i've left my house like three times in the last month <laughs> like, man yeah, i walked to my mailbox that's it i haven't even left my house this week 
Like, I, I haven't even walked to the mailbox. I've literally just been in my room. <laughs> and downstairs in the kitchen. It's like kitchen, my room, kitchen, my room. That's it. I feel like you guys need to leave your house a bit more. But we can't. I left my house once in the last, like a week ago. Where am I going to go, Martin? Like, I go and try to get out for, like, hikes and shit. Like. Nah, it's cold outside. Oh, my God. (laughs) you lived in ottawa for like four years for some uh four years. oh yeah dude, dude toronto is so much warmer yeah. than ottawa. it's so dumb <laughs> like, dude, it's actually so nice oh my god like i remember um because i used to have to walk to work every single day and walk back home it was only like a 10 minute walk but i remember just being like wow like this is the coldest it's gonna be <laughs> and then in ottawa like i remember just having to watch walk from like the parking lot to the tunnels yeah. and that like, seven minute walk was like torture yeah. like and then and then i think about like all the people that had to take like the bus and shit and yeah. i'm thinking like oh god like thank god i had a car holy, I never... holy crap yeah i know cool. oh my god that was but at least we were like hammered, so like you didn't feel the cold. But, like imagine if we were sober, never would have made it. Never would have made it, dude. Ottawa's like in Toronto, it's basically been zero degrees. It hasn't really gotten that much colder than that every oh. single day, basically. Kingston. It's almost always just zero degrees. The Kingston's pretty cold. Not cold, cold. But I still won't go for like walks and hikes and stuff, really. <laughs> Like it would also like I can now you know what I'm not gonna make an excuse there. It'd be very easy to <laughs> like the Rouge Valley and everything like right yeah. like right here. <laughs> I can't make an excuse. It's just I don't want to. You have you're, a car. Also, you're also we're not supposed to go with people, which is the other issue. Yes, we're following the rules, that. Martin. Yeah, we're following Unlike the rules. Unlike you, Kingston boy. I am we're fighting coronavirus. I'm, I'm not going to go on a hike by myself. Like, that's fucking, that's awful. I wouldn't do that. I would never even do that during the summer. I'd have to go with someone. That's fair. Martin, yeah. he's asking you to take him on a hike. Yeah, I that mean, is what I'm... You're not, I'm, definitely I'm not like supposed to travel in between cities, <laughs> so... <laughs> Man, I want to go to fucking Chambon so badly. My uh, One of my coworkers, he just got back from there this weekend. And he was like, "See, this is why Toronto has a decent amount of cases." Oh, he, he's in Montreal though. He's oh, in Montreal. Okay. Yeah, but Montreal also has a decent yeah, amount of cases. So. <laughs> I have a. Is it Quebec so under a, fucking lockdown? Like they are worse lockdown. They are, they're, they're, under, they're under a lockdown just like Ontario, but they can go skiing. <laughs> they have a Ontario. Curtain, we can't go skiing. They closed like Blue Mountain down and everything, but in Montreal they. Uh, <laughs> They just kept. They're like, okay, no, everything's closed, but you can go to Trump <laughs> like, I don't know why, but apparently you can. I'll I'll end this off, and then we can call it tonight because we haven't been talking hockey at all. That's true. I realize we're talking coronavirus and lockdown, but coronavirus um, is a big thing in hockey. Yes, it is right now. So yeah. I have a family friend in Tremblant who is from Ontario and they have like a, they have a condo there that they, they go to frequently. And back in the beginning of the pandemic is they had an Ontario license plate. They would always get like almost stopped or, or judged and people would like be <laughs> mad at them for driving to Tremblant in the, like in last March or April. 
and that now they want their, they want everybody's money. They don't give a shit. They want <laughs> yeah. everybody's money in, in Trombon because that's how they make it a tourist place, right? Go skiing and walk up the mountain or whatever and buy all the the yeah and the, rent uh, up have you ever been houses there? and yeah. I've never been to Tremblant. Oh, uh, unfortunately. So it is kind of like because I love skiing. Yeah, I mean it's it like, like a gi- gigantic, yeah. gigantic, gigantic blue mountain. Not even. But there's close. tons of there's tons of you know obviously stores with overpriced yeah. Mount Tremblant. Yeah. Souvenirs. <laughs> Pay. <laughs> they missed the twenty dollars for a poutine yeah. and yeah, yeah, of course. I I wanna I wanted to go to Blue Mountain, but then they oh did you did you guys read the story about the Blue Mountain the Blue Mountain like owners and like CEO and stuff were so mad. Because they were told they'd be allowed to open, and then they went and hired like twelve hundred people, and then they apparently had to like fire them, like the week after Christmas or something like that, or the week before Christmas, because of the in the not the province wide lockdown. So like that sucks. Yeah, For everybody involved. That's like a, they, but they literally had to fire like all twelve hundred people, but and like at the same because they time. Can't open. I feel like that's poor planning. I mean, I think it's poor planning by them and the government government because they should have known, like, we all knew another lockdown was coming. Like, come on. Yes. Like, we knew (laughs) the cases were just skyrocketing. Mm. Something was going to happen. Like, they they should have taken that into consideration before hiring 1,200 people. They should have known. But the government also should have told them, hey, the way things are trending, it doesn't look likely that you're going to be open in whatever amount of months. Well, it looks like the government didn't even tell their own MPs and shit. <laughs> that's a whole nother that's story. Whole nother okay. Martin, Martin, that's enough criticizing the government, okay? We're calling it a night, oh, man. right? Could criticize them forever. I'm I'm signing off for the night because Martin's gonna start. Uh, we're gonna be here for another three hours. Yeah, I need to go to bed too. I have yeah. to wake up at it's eight bedtime, tomorrow Martin. to start work. So thank yeah. you for listening to this late night episode. It's late night for us at least. <laughs> yeah, but, this uh, is gonna be released Friday morning either way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Change anything for anyone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you made it through. You made it through another episode, and we'll see you next week. Bye.